Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right. Episode, what are we on? 70 what? 78. 78. I think we got to lead with a pitch, right? Is that how you do it when you sell when you're selling shit? Yeah, I mean, you're the sales guy. I'm Apparently, sales guy. I'm really <laughs> shitty at selling, so I'm going to you be the sales guy. It's so like it's so like when you do it, it's uh, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's like I could, could feel you like reading from a script, you know. All right, well, I will say though, today I posted for the conference, right? Mm-hmm. Like a little pitch. And at first I, I was going to just post some random, yeah, you did. And I was going to post like just an image of someone on a jet ski. I'm like, wait a minute. We get all these great photos from the conference, like everyone having a good time and learning and all that shit. So I reposted and I was way better. So I'm happy with myself. Yeah, except the link that actually when you when you when I reposted the link, the heading and then the like the image attached to the heading is like a picture of Rachel, like Rachel's headshot. Oh, it's pulling a random image from the. He- <laughs> yeah, it's so random, you know what well, I mean? Well, at least it's like, her and not you. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it depends on who you're talking to. I'm a pretty good-looking guy. But it's so, like, formal, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're, like, looking off to the side. Like, it it looks like one of those, like, our call centers on uh, on standby to assist you. Like, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, uh, there's a company that used to have this old... um I was like, call the book now. And it, and it, like up until like probably three years ago, it had like the wraparound headset mic. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, the, the stock image of the girl uh-huh. with the headset. Yeah. And we, we should be calling Jamie from Chenmark. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We should I, get him. We should get him um, on his phone. The headset on the phone. Hashtag entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. He's, so he's never going to live that down. He, never, ever. Never. <laughs> never. I get their weekly newsletter and I just like imagine him on like a fucking typewriter. Or hammer off this <laughs> newsletter from Chenmark. <laughs> like, I'm not reading this at all, Jamie. I know you wrote it. <laughs> With your fucking corded telephone, your Zach Morris telephone, and your your fucking <laughs> What were those things right before computers? Like in between typewriters and computers? What were those called? You don't uh, talk about you you type it out and it would like print it out. It was like an electric typewriter almost. Come on, dude. What word processor? Hell? Word processors. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's on his word processor. Well, we, we should well, we should give everyone some some context to Jamie. Do you want me to what? pitch this fucking thing or what? No, but I mean we we talk about inside jokes and we got oh, listeners. It's true. We, we got Yeah, we got to give them like the we got to give everyone that way when they see Jamie they can they know the joke. Yeah, so Jamie Jamie from from like pitched us on like wanting to come on having Trish that's like private equity and they're cap and fish or whatever. Captain yeah, fish. Captain ca- fish. Cap and, yeah. cap and fish. I always thought it was weird. And then um we th- like initially like at initially at first I'm just I normally don't throw anybody on the bus. I was like, I think this he could be a good guest. I think she could be a good guest. So it's like, and then Greg's like, I don't know, man. It's like private equity and they're pitching me from LinkedIn and it seems like a fucking fishing scam or you know, someone's just like cold pitching. And then, uh, and and I kind of like looked into it a little bit more, and I was like, I was like, man, it does like seems like legit. But then I was like, then I looked at his picture. I didn't know what his picture was on LinkedIn because it was so small. I was like on my phone. Then it clicked out, and he's like wearing a suit, and he's like in this weird pose where he's like, 
I don't know if he was like on a rotary phone or, but it was like an old timey phone. And he was like wearing like a suit and like pointing off in the distance. And it was just like, if you like Shutterstock business, man, it would be like that picture. So I was like, then I got on board with you. I'm like, oh no, I think this is like some like Indian, like fucking guy, like who just Googled a picture of a business, man. And so like we blew him off for forever. And then, um, I can't remember what it was. We ended up. Then he just came. Him. He came to the conference, and oh, then oh, that's right. He showed up at the conference. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, you are a real person. Do you have your you have your mobile phone with you, like with the with the cert with the case, like the the purse case with the giant phone in the side, like Michael Douglas style from from Wall Street. But so. but it was the interesting thing about this is that Jamie and Trish are like the most legit. They are people. Chenmark like is an amazing company. They actually just mm-hmm. acquired. Uh, Southern Star Cruises and Destin, which is a very reputable uh, tour company. They've been around forever. And, uh, you know, I, we've learned a lot. We had Trish on the show. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny. We, I'm, we, I'm we, hoping we, the we next call I get from them was like, yeah, we want to buy Destiny Water Adventures. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> man, just bring your StarTac Mo- Motorola phone and <laughs> a bag full of cash and a fucking Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT. <laughs> Speaking of which, in twenty uh, September twenty sixth and twenty seventh, you probably meet Jamie uh, from uh, uh, yeah. That's so. If you guys haven't been paying attention, we have a water sports conference coming up, and um, it's going to be super great. Uh, we're really getting deep on the programming. Uh, last year's event was I wouldn't say we threw it together like last minute, but it was just kind of like Greg's like, I want to do it. Well, we did kind of throw it together last night because it was supposed to be attached to a rival. Then they canceled the rival. Greg wouldn't give up because I was like, dude, no one's going to come like we piggybacking off a rival. I was not a believer. And it ended up being a great event. Like we, I had just as much fun and I learned just as much. Um if like if we would if we had, that would have been attached to a rival if it would have been a 3 day event so this year we decided to do a 2 day event in the spirit of scaling um we have a lot we're going to have a lot more speakers a lot more guests a lot more nightly like happy hours you know the programming on this thing is going to be super fun and the best part about it is if you buy it before July 1st it's 150 bucks man like it's 150 bucks. Everyone that's listening to this show, listen, I know what you guys are doing. You can do 150 bucks to come out and hang out. And if you don't, it's what, 200 after the, like the it's regular 200, price? yeah, after July 1st. So, so two, it's already yeah. a steal. So if, if you don't get on the early bird pricing for July 1st, I mean, it's, it's a 200 bucks. So even that's really a steal. But 150 is ridiculous to come spend two days, learn all of the new I mean, listen, this is all this is all anybody that's coming and speaking. This is all they think about. They are sick, twisted fucking people that all they do is think about marketing and water sports and the wealth of knowledge that's going to get brought to the table. Things like how you can optimize your 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 res tech, how you can optimize and 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 scale your relationships with OTAs. And that's just the beginning. We're going to do some sales training. We're going to have some motivation. We're going to have pricing we're going to have what's new in the industry if you want to scale your business if you want to be ahead of your competition get on here quick and i'm going to be screening so if you're listening to this from dustin i don't even know if you're going to be allowed to come because i don't want you using all the valuable shit that i'm going to be using next year to kick your fucking asses no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) well so this conference is is the one that 
you can bring your employees. If you have an employee or a manager that is looking to have a career in water sports or boat tour operations, like this is the the event to bring them. There's yeah. a lot of conferences where you just would go yourself or you'd bring like your your co uh, your co-owner or partner, but this is an event you actually bring your team to. And yeah. it can be a great, I mean, you can even use this as like a team building event too, because we have two days, we have nightly events. Um, you can come a day earlier, stay a day later and, and go to one of the theme parks. But this is meant for your team to come and learn and become educated. And if you're serious about having a career in water sports and boat tour operations, there's no better event. There's really, there is no other event. Like t- tell me another event where you can, you're bringing all the brightest minds, I, th- I believe, in water sport, boat tour operations. Uh, you, there isn't. So um, the, the team part, I think the team part is huge without like making it. We're not trying to make like a podcast about the event, but I've been thinking about that as well because we're, I see it all the time in water sports that keeping your staff is really hard, especially in this market, especially in the labor market that we're dealing with right now. So to find someone to hold on to someone, to keep someone uh, that's a really valuable employee and a team member and somebody you want to help them grow. We're going to be talking a lot about that this year and yeah, show and them that you appreciate, show yeah. them that you appreciate them, bring them to the event, spend, spend a few hundred dollars on a, on a ticket in a hotel room for them. Great way to, uh, you know, spend the, uh, spend a few days. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a lot more to talk about regarding the conference. Pretty much every show until September 26th, there's going to be something about the uh, the conference. But we really want to have all of you uh, come and, and hang out. So uh, September 26th and 27th, you can get information within our group. Um, we have links also in the show notes. We'll have information uh, to buy your tickets. And that's it. So let's uh, talk about uh, our show today. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsors for the month, AMP Agency. AMP is a full-service digital marketing agency that specializes in tour, rental, and destination marketing. We would not have sponsors on the show if we could not vouch for them ourselves. AMP Agency does a bunch of stuff for Destiny Water Adventures. Personally, I 100% vouch for this guy. I've I've handed them over to other companies in the past before they officially became a sponsor, and they have had nothing but great things to say. If you guys are doing your own marketing and doing a piss poor job of it, do yourselves a favor, hand yourselves over to AMP Agency, specifically Steve Edwards, their CEO, will call you personally and have a great conversation with, with you about what you guys need to do for your marketing. Listen guys, they do pretty much everything in digital marketing. Website development, maintenance, Google AdWords, PPC, graphic design, social media management, SEO, and a myriad of other things. When you choose a marketing company, it's so important to choose a company that knows your industry. And AMP Agency knows activity marketing, especially water sports and tours. They got a promo going for Awkward Water Sport Guy listeners for their their managed websites. Use promo code Awkward Podcast when you go to amp.agency. Again, that's amp.agency, promo code Awkward Podcast. You get three months free and get started with AMP Agency. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. There was two incidents that happened over the weekend, and we're not going to probably not gonna talk about both of them, but um, I just want to mention them. One of them was uh, there was a parasailing incident in South Florida. And also uh, there was a drowning of a gentleman that was 
attempting to fix his rental boat and got swept up in currents. Interesting enough, both of these went nationwide, the the news. And, uh, you know, Kevin and I just wanted to uh, talk about, we're going into the, the heavy boating season. Safety is something that we preach uh, heavily on the show. And I think it's like a good opportunity for us to discuss these situations. Now, we are not uh, legal experts. We're just talking as just water sport professionals and uh, some of the things we noticed. So I'm going to go in a little bit of details. We're, we'll focus on the, um, the since more people in here are rent things, I, I thought we'd focus on this, uh, this situation. And this actually happened in Destin, Florida. It made national news. And what basically happened is over the weekend, a man rented a pontoon boat with his friends and they went out to Crab Island. And Crab Island, if you don't know uh, about Crab Island, is surrounding the island, there's heavy currents. Certain times of the day, it could be really bad. And apparently, the gentleman was fixing the engine while close to a current. My guess is that the boat veered off more into the current and start, I mean, it starts moving with Kevin, you're, you, you're there more than I am. I mean, you can explain the, the currents there, but he drowned from it. And it, it's a real interesting. And I think what's interesting about the thing is that like he was fixing it and, you know, where, where is the outrage on this? You know, is it the, why is the customer trying to fix this rather than call? Like what's going was through it a customer their minds? Was it a private boat owner? It was a customer that rented a boat. Yeah, yeah, it's real funny because I just read um, I just read the full county ordinance, um, the full county ordinance that we have coming up, and then uh, oddly enough, um, next week's guest Andy Kurtz brought up from Seaforth, I own Seaforth in California. He brought up a Florida bill that I was unaware of. Uh, it is, um, it's a uh, CS SB 606 and it is the boating safety act of 2022. It's really ambiguous. It's like, you know, you have to be a livery to be a livery. It like literally says that it's like you have to have a literal it, it, it verbatim. It says, um, so you have to have a livery license to be prohibiting livery. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read it? Did you Google it? I, I have not. I've not. No, but what I'm assuming is that they're trying to prevent these people who buy boats off Facebook marketplace and then put them yeah. on, get my boat and try to make a living doing it. And they, and they don't have the proper credentials to be renting vessels. Well, 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 like it sounds like they see that there's like a potential, like a, an Uberization, if you will, of the boating industry. And they're trying to they're trying to put a stop to platforms letting common people just rent their boats out. Um, and then obviously uh, national news: the accident in Marathon uh, concerning the, the parasail boat. I hate to take like a hard line stance on this shit, um, but it's like it's when the when the Florida when they enacted the the parasail bill, White Miskel Act. You know, how many parasail deaths did it stop? Like per, like one per whatever. Let's just, I don't know what the actual number is. Let's call it like one in a million. It didn't change. We had a death last year in South Florida. We had a death this year in South Florida. People are going to drown when they go boating. When people jump out of fucking airplanes, they're going to fucking, their chute's not going to open. There's only so much governmental 
involvement that you can get involved. Like when most of the shit, it's just, it's not going to stop anything from happening. You can put wristbands on people and you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to, it's not going to change shit. Like I think it's mostly for politicians to show their constituents that they are doing something about it. I mean, my God, regardless of getting trampled in like fucking bull riding accidents, you know, maybe we should put a fucking law there. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be like laws regarding this stuff because there's shady, shady operators, but it, it becomes frustrating for me because like, for example, they, and like I, and I didn't want to go beat my drum, but I hate the stupid video thing. Uh, the get, make them watch a video. no, I don't make my people watch a video. I, I, because I have my employees, I train my employees and I have explained it to them to their eyes. We have a conversation. You know, if you, when you fucking go and get your, your driver's license, you have to go do a driver's test. They don't just have you watch a video and give you a driver's license and send you the fuck off. And that's again, that's government getting involved. And I, and I know our, our, we sponsored that video and the video is great and everybody's fucking doing a victory lap. But to me, it's not enough. It's not enough. I'm not giving you a boat. Watch. I've watched people watch those videos. They watch them fucking with like one eye closed. They're not paying attention. It's fucking boring and nobody pays attention. I don't need a law telling me that a piss poor way of educating my customers. At the end of the day, if I give my kid a fucking car, I'm not going to be like, hey, watch this video on YouTube and fucking get in my Lincoln and go for a ride, dude. No, I'm going to get next to you. I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to watch you. I'm going to see what you're doing wrong because everybody's different and everybody learns differently. Mm -hmm. Some people are not visual learners, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to make sure that you know what you're doing before you get off my boat. I'm going to make sure you, I know what you're doing before I co-sign you to go and, and drive a uh, parasail boat if I'm the manager. So, mm-hmm. and so, so ultimately, you know, I, I think it, it comes down to each individual operator to do everything they can to educate themselves, to stay training their employees, to not be absentee. I get it. You can't be there seven days a week because that's what this game is. And but then on the on the same on the flip side of that, you're taking a jet ski out, you ride a fucking motorcycle. Ask anybody riding a motorcycle. It's not if, but when you're going down. There's yeah. gonna be accidents in the industry. And it doesn't matter how many laws we have or how many politicians get involved, there's still going to be accidents in the industry. Mm-hmm. Period. From from fixing a boat in a current, you know, like I agree. Yeah, I probably should have called the people. I don't know what. I don't look if you are having your customer like I, I don't even fuck with it. I, I just got a wonderful two star review from a gentleman who was upset because his boat went down. And we brought him an extra. We brought him another boat. Like I just have another boat on standby all the time. Aside from my rescue boat that I keep, that I don't run out. If a boat goes down, you know, I got what, 20 what some you, boats. I'm man. curious. What do you. So if a customer is broken down, mm-hmm. what do you what is your team tell the customer? Do you. Hang do tight. You, we'll be there in 15 minutes. You don't tell them to touch the engine. Not, no, no, that's not no. their job. That's not what they're there for. If I called enterprise and my car broke down, they'd be like, all right, listen, I need you to change the alternator belt. No, we yeah. bring them another boat. 
And we told we if we if we, if, we, if my team can fix it while they're out there and get it fired up enough to limp it back or get the problem mm-hmm. fixed, we just bring them another boat. I keep that boat on standby. I lose money on it just having it. And because I have so many boats, where they're going to break down, period. And so this guy caught some seagrass in his thing, and it happened twice. Like, he was in a shallow area. He caught seagrass twice. We brought him two different boats. And we got the boats back up and fired up in a few minutes or whatever. But, again, that's not – even if it's, like, five minutes. I don't want somebody out there who's trying to leave have to sit there and watch somebody wrench on a boat. Yeah, it's just yeah. I would just rather get them onto another boat. And everybody is always seller, super happy about that. They're like, "Wow, you just brought us out of <laughs> how many of these things?" That's, you just I mean, honestly, that it, so it, I'm reading the 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 article further, and apparently, um, they all all the the guys jumped in, you know, to try to save the boat from the current. So they all jumped into the current, while someone in there was fixing it. It sounds to me that they were on the edge of crab Island and they were messing with it. And then it started being swept away. And then that's when they all jumped in trying to pull it, probably pull it back or help. And then they all got rescued. It says right in it that they all got rescued. And I guess the moral of the story is, is that I I mean, uh, I don't want to play captain hindsight here, but if your boat is, if your boat is, in a current and it's broken, you kind of just have to, you're not going to be able to put an anchor in, right? Like, well, what do you do in a situation? Yes, you will. If you have enough scope of fucking anchor on the boat, what somebody, one, one of my guys told me, he's like, oh, they're just going into Crab Island. They just need six feet of anchor road. I said, what? No, dude, they're driving. They're on a fucking vessel. They need a, a, an anchor. I want 20 feet of anchor line out there. I don't care if those anchors get chopped. And that's why I sell damage protection. That's why we charge for anchors. No, man, they're going out on a boat. They need to have enough anchor if they go down in a, a 15 foot. Look, you need three feet of, of, of scope for every one foot of depth that you're in. So this mm-hmm. idea you're going out to Crab Island, you're going to get five feet. What happens if they break down in a channel? What happens yeah. if they leave? What happens if they fucking go off a of Crab Island and they're in there in eight feet of water? No, they need to have a proper anchor that fucking that they can set and. If in the case of an emergency. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you don't think about these things. Like if you're in a, I do. <laughs> you know, well, as a customer, you know, it's like your boat's broken down. You're in a, you're in a current, your boat's like moving. There's tons of other boats. Like what's going through your head as a customer? Like, what do you do? Um, obviously you call the rental company and two, you drop anchor. Um, if, and you know, I mean, that, that's, I'm sure it's when you're in those, like those panic situations and you're not a experienced boater, you're going to do the wrong thing most of the time. Um, but even just like not even putting an anchor and just letting the boat float is probably better than getting in the water and trying to fix it in the middle of a channel. But. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I, I hate like I, I hate to be this guy. I see a lot of people that in this, in, the, in our industry who don't just don't have a fucking clue. You know, that seems like renting a boat seems like a great way to make money. And so I'm on, I'm the half and half. So when we go to these meetings and I listen to these guys, bitch that are sitting up on the council, guys that have been on the water for 30 years. Um, you know what I mean? And half them, I'm like, uh, I fucking, you know, 
<laughs> I'm like, I know more than you too, dummy. Like, I need you to shut up for a minute. Because at the end of the day, it's just, you know, when, when you're a licensed captain, when you spent a ton of time on the water, you know, it's like, like Ian Blaze from Cruise and Tiki's. You know, he's like 500 ton unlimited. Like the guy's been on, like spending like at more water, more sea time than anybody. And so these are things we think about when we go out. So when I, mm-hmm. when I, when, when you do things like there's some of those things in that, that, that I am on board with, with the County, you know, like getting as an operator, being more educated, you know, just getting into this game as an investment or a business idea. This is why like a lot, of these businesses start off as operator owners, especially head boats, parasail boats, anything that requires a license to get out there and go do it. And you have a problem there too, because you have been on the water so long. You have done so much like, man, when I was a parasail captain, I was a little bit of a cowboy. You mm-hmm. know, I was out there seven days a week. I flew the most, I flew the most people fucking I've seen it all. I know everything. Nobody, nobody's smarter than me. And Mother Nature would come in and and teach me a lesson. And thank God it was never any lessons that any of my customers couldn't get off the boat and walk away from. But at the end of the day, you got 22, 23-year-old guys that are getting into this industry. And some of them don't have enough experience. You know, some of them think they're way too experienced and they know everything. And, you know, some of them are working for a company that's, that's you know, maybe not, maybe making a call based on money. Oh, hey, man, I need you to go out there and it'll be fine. I'm looking at radar. It sucks for me sometimes. I'll be looking at radar from 20 miles away and I'll be and and, and I will and I'll be, you know, looking and going like, man, it looks pretty clear. Everything looks pretty good. And then my guy who's my manager, Cameron, who, you know, he he runs the show when I'm not there. He's a licensed captain. You know, he's been on this water his entire life. Uh, he's he's a mariner at heart. And I trust his judgment. And he's like, I don't I don't think we should go. I don't think we should send him. Or mm-hmm. I think we should get out there and get him back in. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Give him a refund. We'll deal with the refund later. What are your thoughts on, like, panic buttons on boats? Where if they're in a situation that something is really bad, obviously they can call. Right. Mm-hmm. But like not every time you can call is it can be fast enough because you got to dial the number and everything. But what about like panic buttons on boats where people can press it and they immediately can reach someone at your location or something that can speed up the communication time to inform them what to do if they're stuck in a difficult situation that they need like a last like a, a quick response to? Does that exist or is that a an idea worth exploring? Well, uh, that's, <laughs> well, I mean, you got a flare, you put a flare on there, you know, it's like, yeah. we got sighted because we had a boat that got lost out in the Gulf and they were like, well, flares, you know, give them flares. Um, and, and that kind of concerns me because I'm like, man, you know, I, 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 the things I've seen people do with, with our equipment is, is like giving somebody a fucking flare, uh, would be like, I might as well just give them a five gallon thing of gasoline and a, and a fucking bunch of matches and, you know, maybe like a fucking untrained monkey and we'll just put them on a fucking boat and they could set fire to the whole fucking place. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's fun, guys. So like, I feel like a panic button, I would be out there every two minutes, every time someone panicked. Um, and I don't even know like how that would exactly work. You know, um, I don't think there's anything 
if you were to a point where somebody's actually in danger and it's gotten so far past the point that you have not come into action and they're in they're in trouble mm-hmm. you know what i mean like us getting swept away or something like that like there's just nothing you know what i mean there's really nothing you can do you know so for example we i solve for everything i can for safety i have geo fences located on everywhere don't if they get if they're a couple hundred yards from the, the jet jetties we don't want them going out in the golf we get an alert before they're already out there i get an alert before the storm hits you know what i mean but mm-hmm. if we should be monitoring all this stuff at all times and to the to the point of what happened in marathon you know at the end of the day it's that captain's call what can ownership do other than make the call themselves? You know, like yeah. is somebody like, well, how many layers of protection do you have? That's, that's the question. And I personally have enough and will pay for enough that anything that could potentially hurt my customers or put me out of business, then that's how many layers of protection I have. Oh, what else do you have? Cool. I'm in on that too. Fine. I'll yeah. add $1 to my, the price of my product and it'll pay for it or I'll just hurt my bottom line, but the longevity of my business will, will, will go longer. So yeah, this, this I, is like one of those industries where doing the minimum, even though the insurance might require you to do X, Y, Z, and that's all you have to do. Doing the minimum is, is not the, is not the path it's doing, you know, like you said, do as much as you have to do to make sure the longevity and sustainability of, of your company We'll go for a lifetime because it, it literally, you know, doing the minimum is not enough. And, and, and sometimes you can do everything in your power. Yeah. And it's still going to happen. You know what I mean? Like there's this there's, there's so, at the end of the day, we're doing something that we engage in death defying shit. And sometimes you don't defy death. Sometimes you lose, man. Like you go jumping out of a thing. You go on a jet ski. You go on a motorcycle. You, you, you fucking you speed, you go on a parasail trip, you go snorkeling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm a little biased here. Like if it was my kid that was in a parasail that, you know, obviously I might feel different, but at the same point in time, like you, you have to take responsibility for what you're going and doing out there. Even if it's somebody else's fault, like if somebody crashes into you, well, you're on a jet ski in open fucking water. I, you don't have gills. You don't have fucking fins, you know, we're, we're, we're a land-based mammal. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're, you're doing shit. Like we all have kids, man. How many times have you been like, Oh shit. As a parent. And you were like one split second away from a kid falling down the stairs or falling off the bed or walking out into the, you're on the beach. Like how many times a year do kids drown in pools? You know what I mean? Like shit happens. Like if you have a pool, the likelihood, like you talk to any like risk assessment and insurance adjuster and all these things, you know, it's people who literally get paid to assess the risk. If you put a pool or move into a house with a pool and you have children that are under the age and know how to swim, the likelihood of them drowning goes up exponentially, period. If you go parasailing, the likelihood of you dying in a parasail goes up. It's what you sign up for. You sign the release of liability. It sucks. I get it. But everybody's boats go down. Storms come from out of nowhere. Like we do everything we can. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets behind the wheel 
of a boat driving a parasail boat and wants to fucking hurt somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to do this out of greed. Sometimes the ego comes to play, but it's just like anything. You're in the left-hand lane and there's a guy doing 65 and fucking there's a car in your blind spot and you go want to go around them. It's life. It happens, you know? And this is like everybody is so fucking happy and, and every lawyer wants to get $10 million and in the state of Florida, any that release of liability they sign doesn't mean shit. It mm-hmm. goes right out the window. They sue. The insurance company pays, and they know it. Yeah. Well, Kevin, we are at time for the show, and the takeaways is customers need to understand that when they do dangerous activities, that there is risk involved, and operators need to understand that you need to be doing the maximum to ensure the sustainability of your business, no matter and, – and sometimes – you know, you can do everything right and things can still go wrong. And that's just, that's yeah, just the risk. I, I, I want to put a period on that though, yeah. too, because I, I don't want to finish off going like, well, shit happened. You know, you signed yeah. up. If you get hurt, it's your fault. As an operator, no matter what the law says, is there something you can do? The law mm-hmm. would have not exist if it wasn't for us. We're the ones who set this shit up. We're the ones who created the market from jet skis to parasailing no legislative body knows more about our industry than we do. Mm-hmm. No city council member knows more about the water than you do about your boats and about your customers. And if they do, you're fucking up. You have no place in this fucking industry. Go get another fucking job. Because if you're not doing everything you can to bring those people back in one piece, then you are, you're, you are 100% absolutely fucking doing it wrong. I've had too many sleepless fucking nights and I've lost plenty of money to make sure that my customers are always fucking safe because we are stewards of our waterways and we are ambassadors of our industry. And it is 99.9% up to us. Yes, there's a 0.1% chance that something bad happens because that's life. And I feel like everybody going into this should know this, you know. So at any rate, um, that's it. Come to the come to the conference. Fucking learn more. Listen to me pontificate. Pontificate. <laughs> that's the word. Yeah. All right, yeah, let's pontificate (laughs) on safety. All right, everyone. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Make sure to join our Facebook group in the show notes and follow us on our socials, and we will see you next week. Keep it awkward, awkward, but more importantly, keep it safe. (laughs) Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Water Sport and Boat Tour Operators to continue the conversation. See you next time.